so I guess let's start with this Friday is the big day. We've all been looking forward to this. You guys longer than me, obviously. You guys have been working on this record for a while. I've been looking forward to this Friday for a couple months now when I first heard the record. But Farewell to Midnight is out this Friday, March 17th. Um, throughout this journey from the beginning to now, what does it mean to finally have this record out in the fans' hands? I mean, obviously some fans have it and have heard some songs after they, you know, being pledge, pledge music um, contributors. Um, I'm one of the, on you know, media people that have had the pleasure of hearing it but for the general public to be able to hear this record buy it have it in their hands the physical copies what's this mean to you guys yeah uh i can i'll take this first i'll let robert we have obviously a little bit of a different kind of perspective yeah. some things but um for me a lot of validation um kind of the gifting i think that i have um when i came into the music industry this is kind of what i always wanted to do um, and the journey with We as Human was was awesome. It was a really great experience, but I always felt like I, I had this in me. You know, okay. so the whole time I was doing the We as Human record, I was always thinking like I'd rather be able to have a lot more creative control. And that's nothing against you know We as Human and the way the album was approached. It was a different machine. You know, Jake and I joined the band um, as kind of like new members, and after they'd already been established and had a couple of singles in Christian radio. Um, nothing in the scope of like mainstream success. That was all just kind of happening, but it all happened right as we joined. So we never really kind of found out like, you know, who are we in as writers in this project? Right, we were all right. just trying to figure out what, you know, what our future looked like, what we were going to do. Um, and I think some of that kind of came out when, um, you know, they, they do a lot of songwriting co-writing where they send you know the front man or the representative of the group out to go and do co-writes and stuff. I know Jake and I always were, we're envious to some degree of that. And we did contribute quite a bit as far as arrangements and writing and stuff, but we weren't really as integral to that as, you know, Justin was with some of the other guys that he wrote with. Um, and I think that, you know, we would have probably stepped it up and, and had a lot more control in that department. But when you're in a, a you know, an industry situation, um, there's a lot of people involved. There's a lot of, you know, you've got labels, you've got managers, you've got people that are all predicting what the styles are coming, you know, and going, what's what's the next thing and the next talk, talking point topic for a song and all that kind of stuff comes into play. With this project, for me it was perfect because it was just like, hey, this is my best buds in a room going for it, you know? Right. Like, we got to bring it out and there was a lot of material to talk about. So, um, But to actually do it, I mean, and we, uh, there was no other producers nobody else mixed it like we all sweated it out in a room you know and for me you know it was a lot of work but it was a huge accomplishment so yeah definitely very validating as an artist robert yeah yeah oh dude it's totally like it's 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 like spending months building the ark and now the flood's gonna happen all so right like, I like all, that. all came together for so a reason good. that's awesome so, it's now like, I mean, you know, we had the bloody hands from, from hammering and nails and holding wood up and trying to wrangle all these animals. And now that they're all on the boat, we're like, all right, where's this rain? Um, and now we're starting to see, like, the clouds in the horizon. And we're like, here, here comes, here comes the flood. This is going to happen. So for me, it's just like this huge sign of relief and, like, and redemption for that purpose. Like, this is going to happen. And, and my whole, like, professional music career has been on the other side of, of the glass in the studio. Um, so it's kind of cool to not be a puppet master this time, but actually be 
be, be with the other guys and be creative and start from the ground up with these songs rather than taking any pre-existing ideas. We're, we're just kind of getting in a room and knocking it out, and now we get to see what people think of it. Awesome. Um, and I get to, to hit some drums, so that's always fun. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, Robert, I wanted to ask, I mean, obviously, Justin and Jake, I know how we know how you guys were involved and came to be involved with the project. Robert, how did you get involved with Justin and Jake and as we ascend and how did you come to be involved with all of this stuff? Man, I heard about the project um, and you know there's a buzz about it already that a couple of guys from We as Human are doing a new project now and and uh, I've become friends with them. Um, I don't even remember how it started, but just I some... remember. I know you met Jake before me, but then we all met at the, the studio we had kind of in between Spring Hill and Columbia. Yeah. I think that was the first time I met you. And we did the, we, right. the uh, little ruined radio podcast or podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's one of those things where I'm like, these guys, they're like me. They're like, <laughs> they're a different variety of me. And there are so many varieties of humans out there. So it's cool to, to meet another, another like soul. So. Uh, I hit it off with them, and we just kind of stay in touch, and I'm like, hey, man, you're a killer guitarist, and you're a killer guitarist, and I'm all right, drummer, but I'd love a chance to play on this new song that I've heard so much about, and I'd heard more from other drummers that I've worked with, um, like some some guys in bigger bands that are touring full-time, and younger guys with bigger muscles, and um, all this kind of stuff, so I'm like, and I knew they wanted a shot at it, so I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to be a part of this, but... It was like one night at a campfire with, with Jake. He was like, he was just talking about it. He's like, man, I'd love to just give you a shot at it. I'm like, really? I'll take it. Like, I would love to. I would love to. So, like, send me the track. And I, I got nervous about it. And they sent me the song and, and with no direction at all. But you could kind of hear what they wanted to do. It's a rock song. So, I'm like, all right. So, they sent me Wash Away um, in its demo stages and said, do it. So, I jumped in and slammed it a few times. And, um, Edited it, sent it over, and didn't hear anything. Of course, I sat by by my phone like any second now. They're gonna text me back and say, "Cool, man, uh, we'll hit back with you." Um, so like sweating it out. So I'm like, maybe I'm just too old for this. I mean, I'm married with two kids and right. uh, like hurts my chops. Uh, but the word on the street from their side of the phone was like, "Hey, man, we love this. We'd love for you to be part of this. I think we'd you'd fit in um, with with us because they're all they're all dads. They all have mm-hmm. you know." I've had mine for a while now. So, yeah. so it, it kind of happened that way and really quickly. Um, it was like a whirlwind. And then not too long, like a few months later, we started working on the record full length, writing everything. And it just, our writing styles worked out. We sent each other songs of like, hey, I want, these are my influences. And this is like kind of the idea I want to go with the record. And we had this playlist that we'd all listen to, that we shared. And then when we got in the studio, we're like, man, we all know all these songs. Let's just chop it out and see what happens. So um, it, it came together really well. And there were no issues. There was no, like, I was expecting this learning curve of, well, I'll get used to those guys' writing style or those guys' personalities because they've known each other a lot longer than I've known them. Um, and I'll try to not be the stepbrother and kind of just fit in. But when I got there, it was just smooth and fluid, and we all were playing off each other's ideas, and it was like we'd known each other since birth. Nice. Um, let's um, let's go back to February of last year, where you guys did the Ruin Radio vodcast, basically, where you guys talked about this is what we're gonna do going forward. You know, we're gonna do a record, we're writing songs, but you don't know what's gonna happen. Looking back at that now, 
I mean, did you have any idea what was going to come from that initial thought process to now? Oh, man. No, I, I had my hopes of what I wanted to happen, and this is what I wanted to happen, so I'm very grateful that it lined up and it worked <laughs> out. Um, yeah, we were, we were doing the Ruin Radio podcast. I'm so bad at dates, but I did the show with Mindslip in Jacksonville and had my mm. little hangout session with Mark Tremonti, and he was really encouraging about moving forward. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my mind, I already had that kind of in, you know ingrained, like, yeah, I want to do a project. We're not done. We'll, we'll make something else happen. But it was still kind of just, you know, a very very new idea, something sure. that wasn't really taking shape necessarily the way that, you know, it is now. Um but, but yeah, I mean, this was this is something that I think I would have done no matter what. I mean, it, it's kind of a no-brainer. You know, yeah. I didn't want to just hang up the towel. Um, and, you know, commercial success isn't really something that drives me. It's nice to be able to be successful that way. And God willing, we will be. But, no, I, I, I have another album in me. So, yeah, kind of see it kind of taking root and being in that studio and doing the ruin radio podcast which led to us meeting robert and Mm -hmm. working with a bunch of the artists that we did work with was really great to hone in our craft um it was kind of a a perfect scenario of how things could line up and potentially give birth to something like this because we were writing a lot with a lot of different artists we were really jake and i were really connecting that way um so we were kind of honing in our craft together seeing how we work together as we're working on other people's projects um so we already warmed up you know and that really helped when it came to putting this whole thing together so awesome and uh, yeah, speaking of success i mean wash away i mean who would have who would have thought that that was going to take off as crazy and quickly as it did i mean it hit number 10 last week i mean i know i know man yeah it's crazy that the, uh, i can let robert chime in too but yeah. that song was the first song that we wrote like there, there's it's kind of the one thing that you would never tell anybody to do. So like, hey, just release the, you know, whatever song. What do you got? You got songs? Put it up. You know, like, you don't do that. Like, the whole thing doesn't make sense, and there's a lot of that that's just kind of like, wow, okay. And it worked out, man. Like, yeah. Blessed. Top 10? Come on. Yeah. yeah seven, 17 weeks on the charts. We haven't seen the charts for this week. It might be 18 weeks on the charts, but... <laughs> like, things like, yeah, as a producer, as producers, everybody in the band, we were like, we would advise artists to write a few songs and pick your best to be the single and then make a strategy and throw that out there with a strategy not just throwing darts blindfolded with your left hand like we kind of did we just uh did we wrote one song and we like that's it let's go to radio with it um and and it kind of happened and it gained momentum and yeah i mean the 17th week in the chart it hit top 10 like it's been up there third of the year yeah it's just nuts and and we didn't see that happening we were actually just talking today about a follow-up single um but we don't want to we don't want to push wash away off the charts because a new song's out there <laughs> right we'll see what happens and exactly then if people start getting bored with it then we'll push a new one out i don't know yeah i mean the album's not even out yet and it's, the songs are already doing well so i mean you can... <laughs> so we, I know, man, we've had we had some people playing songs from the original release of our pledge music campaign so all of our supporters got that Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're like, wait, there's the station playing Hatcher right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> such a weird problem to have. It's like, we want this to get played, but... Not yet. Right like, like, what are you doing? Hey, do not play this song right now. It's like, well, it's getting played on the radio, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can you wait, yeah. like, seven days to like, play no, the song? <laughs> a good problem to have, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, one thing that I noticed, the, the album artwork for Farewell to Midnight, is that the same image from Ruin Radio? It looks very, very familiar to me. I don't think so. Um, I haven't, you know, I don't even know what the Ruin Radio thing is. You would know more than I would. What's the... Yeah, uh, that's, that's yeah. probably like, a, is that Freudian? I think. Okay. I, I thought the same thing at one point, but I was like, wait a minute, it's the same theme, it's the same kind okay. of idea. But I don't know if it's the exact same artwork. Gotcha. It would fit really well. It would make sense. It's fitting. It is very fitting. <laughs> Definitely. Um, thank Robert for that. He did incredible oh, designs and stuff. See it. I love it. it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Swish. But yeah, that's... Yeah, that's a, the... That's funny because when we talked about concept ideas and, like, that was the first thing that popped in my head. I, I have not seen that. Um, I was on an episode of Ruin Radio, but I have not seen, or I just don't remember seeing that. But I've had like that concept in my brain, like, what if we did a record, like, since it's called Farewell to Midnight, what if it's like this little sun breaking the horizon and or something? Yeah. And I don't know. Um, and I kind of worked on that, and it's, it's a total stance, which is funny, because <laughs> I actually designed the artwork, but I conceptualized it um, and worked with it, what he, those guys helped me out with it, too, but... Perfect. Um, yeah, I had no idea, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it worked out well. I wanted to ask uh, Pledge Music. There's so many ways you guys could have gone. There's Kickstarter, Indiegogo, but Pledge Music is the way a lot of bands are going now. Um, what was it about Pledge Music that really, really appealed to you guys, that made you want to go that route? Uh, Robert, the, <laughs> this is where we might have to strike the record, because I don't know if we would necessarily use them again. <laughs> <laughs> some bands who had sworn by them really um uh, i just finished the random hero ep <clears throat> okay and and so they were like man pledge music's where it's at they're talking about sending us to all these mailing lists and putting us on the front page and email blasting and they're, they're even going to fund us before we're done funding so we can finish this record hmm. like all all these you know i don't want to say promises but all this conversation happened. Right, right. Like, those sound like nice guys. Like, and you're actually talking to people. It's not like your number and email in and get a case number and all that stuff. It's like they call you on the phone. They want to screen you. All this kind of stuff. Like, That's cool. I respect that. Mm -hmm. So while everybody was on good terms, we're like, hey, I've heard good things about Pledge Music. Let's do it. Um, and the guy who we said having experience with any other platforms, let's let's just do it. So mm -hmm. we did, and uh, or had minimal experience with other ones. And then uh, we started hearing similar stories from other bands that that maybe it wasn't all it was cracked up to be and um, bad advice from, from Pledge Music themselves. So the reason we went with them, to answer your question, is because they've worked with some other bands <laughs> and uh, that we like and that we respect and like yeah. huge artists have used them. So we're like, this is all about music. This is not all about like, hey, I invented a new toilet seat cover or hey, I, want, I need to put food uh, in my dog's dish tonight right. so can someone donate $10? It was just like, hey, we want to make a record, and that's what all of their pledges were pretty much for. So, mm -hmm. like, hey, that's got to be our platform. Yeah. What do we do again? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they, they have some things they need to work on to be gracious. That I think that they could probably step up, and there are some, some pluses and some, yeah, like I said, having the music be the sole thing that they work through and work with, you know, that, that makes sense. But, yeah, mm -hmm. there's a couple of things that are just kind of head scratchers that we, we were kind of frustrated at, at moments. But, gotcha. We wouldn't say that on record. We don't want to like defame them and make them want to blast them publicly. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into one of those with Pledge Music because they could they could turn it around. But there's a couple of things that we're right, like, you right. gotta, gotta not do that. 
So. Right, right. That makes sense. One thing that was really cool is um, you gave fans a chance to be label execs for pledging, yeah. which is I, – I don't think that's ever been done before. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, how did you guys come up with the idea, that idea, and how overwhelming was the amount of people? I saw a Facebook <laughs> post that it was taking a while to get all the names. Yeah, we, we ended up with between 150, 160 label executives. Jeez. Yeah, I think it was 163. That's awesome. Okay, so more than 160. <laughs> now, and we named as many as we could who would reply back for correct spelling of your names in the record. So if you right. buy a physical copy of the CD or get one, um, all those names are listed. Um, yeah, as right the yes, you pick up the CD, you see nothing but names. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. I, I would think as a fan of music, I would love to see my name in a record oh, yeah. that I you know, invested in both monetarily and like opinionally, opinionatedly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I'll let Justin cover how he came up with the idea in a second. Cause I don't remember, but I do know that like from our point of view, at first we're like, what did we just do? Um, you know, we didn't care. We wanted this to happen because this is our target market. These are the people who buy this kind of music. These are the people who are going to support our band. These are the people who want to listen to it. So, if we pitch them ideas and they say, no, we don't like that, I would say that's a really good indication that most people won't like that. Yeah. So if they're like, hey, this song needs more screams, we're like, okay, back to the studio, we added more screams. Hmm. Um, so we let the people buying our music, uh, or who would buy our music, dictate what goes into the music that people will buy. Hmm. Um, and so it worked out. And so we had a private Dropbox, we had a private Facebook page, where we communicated and stayed in touch with everybody, and we fed ideas to them. We, we took their ideas. Um, even right now, if you got onto the, the private Facebook page for our label executives, they're they're posting photos for countdowns to this record. That's so awesome. Share them yeah, absolutely. People are asking, hey, does anybody, yeah, they're like, uh, what are your thoughts on this song? Oh, does this song ever remind you of anybody? Or all this kind of stuff is going on. It's cool to chime in and see this conversation going on because they're introducing themselves to each other. Uh, with a common bond of, of As We Ascend. <clears throat> That's so awesome. It was, it was cool. It was cool. I don't remember how we came up with that idea. Do you? I mean, you know, and I just, this is terrible, but I'm thinking about it. Suicide Silence would have had a lot better time with their <laughs> album if they would have done what we did with this one before. <laughs> oh, oh my God, yes. That response is just, oh. Oh, I've never seen a band implode like that, but if they would have so a label bad. executive, they might have been able to come out of that hole. Yeah. <laughs> We had been doing the. I, I want to take credit for it, but Jake will probably slap me and be like, "It was my idea." I know that it was. We had some harebrained schemes going, but we knew that we were gonna try to pull off something like this. So we wanted to completely let the fans take it and go with it, um, and really, you know, just kind of build a family. You know, like build mm -hmm. something that's tighter than just because that's. What, I mean, really, the bands that survive now are the bands that are the most connected with their fans. Yeah. So it was just kind of a natural, like, if we don't, you know, if people aren't involved with this, it's over, we're done. We can just release it and we'll fade away into the sunset. But mm -hmm. um, we did the, the name the band thing. That's what really started it. We you know, why don't we let them name the band? You know, and there was just lists and lists and voting. And then they picked As We Ascend from like six different names. Um, Farewell to Midnight was one of the names. I think oh, I came nice. up with that. Um, a guy named Justin Horner came up with As We Ascend, and that one kind of slipped through, and then we saw it. We're like, wait, that's really cool. Let's put that. And then the fans just loved it. So, And then somewhere from that point on, I think that's when we kind of had probably a 2 a.m. like moment of clarity. <laughs> <Those are the best laughs> in the ones. control room, like, 
wait. What if the fans or the label executives, you know? And then it kind of, well, we gotta, how do we, how do we package all that? How do we put it all together? Um, and I think we were, you know, we hadn't picked pledge music at that point, but I think that that's when everything started to kind of shape up. We're like, yeah, yeah, we'll make them the label executives. So you know, we shot our video and we, we kind of pitched it that way. But it was that was something that was probably the best thing that we could have done with this project, especially after you know, kind of we as human and where we were at, get people excited, make them a part of the project, and then to see like, you know. What, what do they think? What do they think of the music? And we know that they like Wash Away. That, the fan response to that song was huge because that was definitely one of those moments where you're like, man, if they don't like this and people are really brutally honest online, um, you know, we, we would have just been done at that point, you know, but by God's grace, it made it to the radio in this end. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we needed, we needed as much input. I mean, the big thing too is with, you know, labels and, and radio testing, right? They pick, you know, they take a song, the label sends it out to a, a target market, and then they do the research on a song. Like, what's the research? Well, it's just some people that don't know the band that are listening to it. Well, if, we've already got our research crew. There are people that helped us make the album. So, and, yeah. you know, they already, they already know what the next single is because they picked the next single. But it was overwhelming. So it was super, super natural. Um, a very... Um, I don't know, it's nerve-wracking when you release demos, because we let them listen to stuff like, we just put in every little idea that we sang into a phone, every little weird demo that we put together, and you know, we're trying to pitch to each other, they got to hear that. Um, and then when we went in and started doing full arrangements of the demos, they were hearing that too. So, it could have gotten really, I mean, it could have been a disaster, to be honest with you. They could have been like, we don't like any of these songs, you guys suck. <laughs> but now we're locked into like, well, we're doing this crappy album for you. So, Thankfully, that wasn't the case. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> we got a lot of feedback. We got a lot of people who are really, really, really critical about things. Um, yeah. That made us look at each other like, oh, man. And there are people who are like, we love everything you're doing. We don't care. Like, all right. So we had both extremes. <laughs> so we want to be involved in the people who are like, we support you no matter what you do because we like you. So, and everything in between. So right. it was a fun experience. And, and we would, I, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I haven't talked to the other guys, but I think it was a really good experience for us. Oh, it was great. I'd do it again. I think yeah. it's the only way that I'd do another album, to be honest with you. It's awesome. It's great not having to answer to a table full of suits that we don't right. know and that don't listen to this music on a normal basis. They probably aren't going to yeah. listen to it after it's out, yeah. you know? Oh, when they're listening, they'll be, they'll, I mean, they do, they listen for gimmicks and like, hey, will this connect to, you know, zombies? That's a cool theme or, you know, some <laughs> other, like, we haven't heard that stuff happen, you know, that's point anybody out. I mean, there's always stuff like that. You know, with We As Human, there were a couple of songs, I'm just like, man, brother, we had a zombie song, right? Like, there was just yeah. some stuff I left scratching my head going, okay. And it wasn't a bad song, but there are definitely those things that connect with people that they try to force. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you have something that's a little bit more organic and you need a little bit more clarity, you know, we had that at our disposal. So we were able to use that to be like, guys, is this idea like total garbage or is this something? And you can tell right away when they would connect with something. So, you know, yeah, it, it's been huge. It's been awesome. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, one thing I wanted to ask about is, Justin, you had mentioned to me that, because um, when I was sitting down to write the review, I wanted to know, hey, who's who's on lead vocals? And you're like, we kind of alternate on lead vocals. We all take turns. Was that something that just happened organically, or was that a plan from the very beginning? Oh, man. You know, I, it, I think they kind of like fell into the, the lines of, like, just kind of made sense. Um, I didn't really, I mean, with Jake... 
I know he can sing. I can sing. I kind of we're working on it. <laughs> no, we're, we do well for for novice. We haven't toured singing, so you know right. we're, we're definitely working our way up. We're doing a lot of a lot of exercising and stuff like that, trying to earn our stripes and to be you know the best front men that we can be. <laughs> but um, that being said, if you just believe you can do something, you know, if you, obviously if, you know, if you're not tone deaf and you have a good range and, and mm-hmm. a good sound to your vocals that helps and <clears throat> i had done some stuff in the past and enjoyed it um and tremani i think he drove the point home like yeah dude you need to be the singer yeah i was just like yes tremani i will do what you say <laughs> you're mark tremani yes <laughs> i am the singer i am the writer jake look it so um, we work with a group um called gfm and okay. they have a couple of um females that sing they a bass player and a guitar player that alternate between vocals and that that we had been talking about doing the same thing that they were doing but after seeing them and seeing them live we're like yeah that works and it's pretty cool to have two people bounce back and forth it was just like why not let's try it um and it we after we tried it, it sounded really good together and what's cool is some people can't really tell necessarily who's singing where like yeah um and for me it's obvious they're like duh i'm singing right there but like for some people they can't they don't distinguish that so that's kind of kind of cool kind of helps make a little bit more of a smooth transition than like oh dude you got like low baritone dude rah, and then ah, you know what i mean it's not like it, it kind of flows he does have a lower range so he's able to kind of hit some of those old we as human type of vibes which he actually does kind of sound like justin a little bit um yeah some some spots that are kind of there were a couple comments on facebook about that yeah there was yeah yeah (laughs) so that was interesting because i I remember when i sat down and listened to it the first time i'm like wait a second no that (laughs) no there's there's no way i'm like there's no way it second that's why i asked i'm like who is i'm like that's not one person there's no way that's one person um but yeah it was really interesting because i know that with you and jake you guys were maybe did some backup vocals with We As Human, but never frontman, never lead vocals on anything. So was that transition had to have been an interesting one for you? And then Robert, I don't know your history, obviously with singing and whatnot, but I mean, learning learning experience along the way, just learn as you go type thing. For sure, and like I didn't sing lead on any of the songs. I okay. sang accessory parts and some some harmony or background type stuff. Okay, uh, but. Is funny. I remember one time in the studio where we were googling how to scream, or YouTube. <laughs> we were on YouTube watching videos of people giving lessons on how to scream. And I remember Jake coming back, like he went home and tracked some vocals in his studio, um, and came back. I'm like, man, your vocal, your screams are sounding better. Um, he's like, I've been watching these YouTube videos that we watched in the studio, and I've been tra- trying these new results or new new te- techniques and getting better results. And like. It's night and day difference. He's like, it's so much easier on my throat, too. Watch what I can do. And he's like, that's cool. I mean, so we should have given YouTube credits to people on the album, but um, for coaching. We ran out of space with the label execs. I I know. All right. Dude. That one. It's something that we, you know, vocals are, are very important. I mean, that's the, it's a very important thing. It's a very important instrument. So mm-hmm. we we take it very seriously. We will take it very seriously going forward. We've been blessed to have a lot of natural talent when it comes to this kind of stuff and production. And we've all kind of mm-hmm. dabbled in a lot of different things. But 
but yeah, we, you know, it's one of those things that either you have it or you don't. And then are you willing to put in the time to get to where you can hone in your craft? Um, and one of the guys that for me, there's, there's a couple of guys, but one of my favorite rock male rock vocalists, a guy named Ian Thornley, who sings, he had his project Thornley project, but before that he had Big Wreck and he's now back with Big Wreck doing oh, some stuff. Oh, okay. He, he's got by far the best male vocal and it's kind of reminiscent of chris cornell but like okay i've, I've, I've kind of emulated and, and just i don't know i don't know maybe osmosis or something by listening to his albums <laughs> and just playing them over and over i've kind of i've got a little bit of his technique and talent maybe i can claim that but um he inspires me to be a great vocalist because when i see a guy and he can play the guitar like no other so for me he's probably one of the guys that i'll emulate going forward you know, just a guy that is able to just shred the crap out of the guitar, but his voice is incredible. So not that I, not that I have his vocal skills, but <laughs> if I can have a tenth of his vocal skills, I'll be all right. Right. <laughs> um, you you guys do uh, pretty much everything is DIY this time around. I mean, obviously you guys have done the the big label, the Atlantic Records, um, which I would assume is one of the biggest reasons you wanted to do to do everything on your own this time around. You know. What are some of the challenges of doing everything independently as opposed to having a record label behind you? Man, I'll speak right now into this because we're in the middle of it. Uh, one thing being, and this is a small aspect, there's so many aspects in this, but one of it, just a small little chunk being fulfilling these pledge orders. Um, we don't have any, anybody like telling us, hey, you guys need to do this at this time. Hey, remember this came from these... Final records will take three months to get pressed, so order those now, so they'll be here in time for these other things. Like we have no structure to that. It's Jake and Justin and I going, "Hey, what about those? Oh yeah, we need to order that. Oh, we need to send those out. What, how do we even print labels for this? How do we? What do we put them all in one bag and then weigh it, then print them off? Mm. We have, I mean, so it's running around with our, like chickens with their heads cut off for that. And then it's like scheduling interviews, like this one, um, handling booking requests." managing all our social media accounts and people asking questions that just some slip under the mm-hmm. under the rug like we just miss them because yeah. we've got so much going on we all three have me like our wife's kids and, and um jobs or whatever you want to call them that we're doing all day and then it's just like someone's like hey did you get our email like oh crap and then we'll like, screenshot it and send it to each other on text like anybody reply to this no okay i'll handle it <laughs> and so it's stuff where oh. normally a label would say hey here's gonna be your person handling booking stuff this we're gonna handle all the promotions for this, like we're doing it all. Um, we have we have um, Chad and the Vital Records team helping us out with with distribution and, and our publishing side of things, which is a huge relief. But still, all the day to day stuff is being in a band, scheduling and talking to people and handling communication, socials, and all that stuff is all on us. In addition to the stuff we do every day, anyway. Gotcha. Um, so that to us is huge. Obviously, doing it ourselves, we don't have the financial advancement that you would with mm-hmm. a record label, but we kind of don't need it right now. Right. Um, I mean, we could do nine-day different things and reach a lot more people with it. That's just the power of the industry, and with money involved, mm-hmm. you can push your music further. Yeah. Um, but we have to repay all that to the label. It's just a loan. So gotcha. without that label, um, any money we spend, it's you know, it's going towards this, this ministry and, and pushing our music as far as it goes, whether it be three doors, three doors down, <laughs> no pun intended, or, or like across the world. Um, and then we get our, 
we get our name and our music out there to the people who it reaches, and then we don't have to turn around and pay back a label for it and hope that we make that money back. Um, I mean, gotcha. making income off this and making a living off this would be great. We're not expecting anything, and we're not doing it for the money. Um, so, I mean, any kind of residuals that happen out of it are going to be a huge blessing to us. But, but that having a label would change a lot of that. Well, obviously, yeah. Yeah, labels. Labels are kind of if you if you're not on one, you want to be on one. If you're on one, you don't want to be on one. So that's <laughs> it's like a double-edged sword type it's, thing, you know. It's not all their fault. There was some good labels left, and Atlantic was was fair with us. We didn't really get to get you know too far into that contract, unfortunately. And right. uh, you know we got to we eat some humble pie with that situation. So it's it's definitely not on their end that things fell through. Although you know it's it's tough that. Um, the way things are now with bands that just you're not capable of making money off the sales of the album mm-hmm. so resort to every other type of avenue to make money with you know you hope that you can land placement you hope yeah. that you can get you know some sort of licensing stuff going on where like yeah maybe a movie or something but with rock it's tough because it's not it's not at the forefront right now you know it's not like movies are calling for rock bands say hey we, you know we need a death metal track for you know right. rocky uh, Rocky Ten, whatever, whichever Rocky's out right now. Like, you know, we need something that's gonna. You know, they, it's just not like that. And then, right. you know, people don't want to invest into buying this stuff. And I get it. Like Spotify, right? Like, when's the last time most people bought a CD? Well, if they really support something, they will. So we have to create that support. We have to figure yeah. out a way that. Okay, guys. Like, if you want us to rock band, you want us to do something. Um, we'll bring in on everything. Like, we want, we want you. Like, if you like this music, you like what we're doing. Let's figure this out together. Yeah. Um, none of us are trying to be rich we're not you know we're not trying to exploit anything we're just trying to be artists and, and write really honest good hard rock right. so with the label the conduits you know they have the ability to get you out there um without them we have to work a lot harder to connect with people and and use the internet to our advantage you know and hopefully we can land some stuff at some of the bigger networks some of the bigger stations mm-hmm. which you know, i have a good Good hope that we will. I think we will. The music speaks for itself. So absolutely, uh, we can get as much word of mouth as possible. There's no telling what could happen. So definitely, um, let's talk about some of the songs. I mean, all of these songs are very, very personal. Um, a lot of them come from dark places. Some come from, you know, happier places and whatnot. Um, were any of the songs harder to write than others? Are there any songs that really stand out for you guys? from the other songs uh, you know the songs weren't really hard to write in the traditional sense we I mean we really pulled a, a just we had demos going into this and we had very simple demos and not many of them um, we we took a lot of them from just a couple of little ideas to full productions pretty quickly and all within the course of a month it was chaos where I was at the studio um, RMS studio in Columbia I brought a Actually, I brought my personal items and had a mattress from moving. I moved from Tennessee back to Washington State, but I left the mattress there specifically knowing that I was going to come back and make a record <laughs> and put it in one of the rooms nice. at the studio. That's awesome. So I would, I would get up and literally, you know, get some coffee and some food and then just start thinking about songs, you know, and that was that was a month that we all did. We were like, you know, Robert would roll in and we'd just go at it for hours until sometimes it'd be 5.30 in the morning. We're like, dude... See in three hours, you know. Man. Um, the songs, you know, we did a song a day for a while. Sometimes it started slowing down, and we do, you know, a, 
maybe a song every couple of days, only from the, the production end of things, because we tried to kind of get a, a working demo for our label executives as soon as we could, so they could kind of tell us what they thought of the idea. Um, we went through a lot of emotional stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's got a, a lot of input in different areas. There's some really, really heavy subject matter. I think yeah. the heaviest is with Jake's um, idea for when the gun goes, because it was kind of based off of his, it wasn't entirely based off of his dad's suicide. Um, oh. But but that was a part of it, you know? So that was a really, really tough song that just oh, was wow. heart-wrenching to go through it, but it wasn't really hard to write it. You know, with all of us involved with it, whenever somebody would kind of like, I don't really know what to do, there's always another like, hey, let's do this. And I was like, oh, it works, perfect. You know, and we just beat off that. Um, and then, you know, there's there's definitely kind of a, a darkness and a light through the whole thing. There's, there's yeah. the like, this is really bad, but then kind of a redemptive quality. And that kind of throughout the whole project was always instilled in our minds. You know, we, we wanted to be able to, tackle a tough subject matter but also not let it be bleak you know mm-hmm. and actually and then be able to kind of turn it around a little bit and have some fun yeah yeah i think that like you said there's a lot of really really tough subjects on some of these songs um lots of emotion lots of i mean obviously sure. where you where you guys came from going into the band obviously there's going to be a lot of emotion on some of these songs because a lot of that stuff probably inspired a lot of the songs on this record a lot of the lyrics at least but i feel like with a lot of the tough subject matter and dark emotions there's a lot of hope that comes from this record as well um and i think that this record is in a lot of ways a, a story of hope for a lot of people um, saying that no matter what you go through, there's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. It's always going to get better. It's just going to be hard for a while. Um, and I feel like that's what a lot of this record is about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and not to, you know, I'll stop my rant, but to, um, <laughs> the songs are going to be what they are for people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, they're not just our songs. And it, good writing is always writing from a perspective that, yeah, it's obviously our perspective and some things that have happened in um, a lot of different areas of our lives, but it's things that just happen to people in general. You know, like we're, we're trying to kind of put our, our take on some things, but make it, you know, applicable to somebody else's life too. Because we all, everybody gets heartbroken. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody goes through tragedy in their life. I mean, everybody has a dream that they wanted to live out that maybe didn't come true. You know, um, maybe they did, and then it fell apart. You know, maybe you get to like taste something, and obviously, with me as human, that was something we we climbed that mountain to the point where it was, and it just was over. Like, oh, okay, well, so now we're done with this. This is like been working for years on this thing. This is what I wanted to do, and now it's gone. But but there's always hope, and we always, you know, we believe in Christ, we believe in the gospel, and we've always, no matter what happens, that's where we find our hope. Um, that we put that into our lyrics and our music, and not in a way that is tacky. You know, we don't, we don't we're not trying to make people listen to a theological standpoint of some rock dudes that have been on the road um, necessarily um, mm-hmm. but we, we do offer our perspectives on some of those deeper situations you know and like a, a looking back and reflecting on yeah like life is tough man life is very difficult and people go through very difficult circumstances and the, the cliche songs don't always help you know sometimes you know, you can you can listen to something that is pretty dark and negative, and if you relate with the person and kind of feel that pain, um, it kind of helps. It helps to know that people have gone through things too. You know, and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, with when the gun goes, I keep referencing that. Like that, that 
a lot of people have gone through that. You know, a lot of people have family members that either committed suicide or thought about committing suicide. You know, um, and that's real. It's a it's a real thing. It's something that happens, and we experienced that. You know, in our our walk, Jake's walk. You know, we wanted to tackle that. Yeah. And so. Um, we were definitely willing to put ourselves out there and be very transparent and vulnerable. So, and we feel like we made something that was honest doing it. So, yeah. speaking of when the gun goes, that song took me a couple extra times to listen to all the way through because for some reason, when I got the track listing, I thought the song was called when the sun goes and I got oh really confused about halfway through and then I had to listen <laughs> I was like, there is no sun on this song whatsoever. Then I listened to it again. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this, got it. This is a good song. I was like, (laughs) I was also at work, too, so I I didn't have it up horribly loud because I was at work at my desk, so I'm like, what? What? Oh, okay, got it. Um, one thing that's really cool about this record is you've got a couple guests. You've got Brad Arnold from Three Doors Down. You've got Zach Myers from Shine Down on this album. Um, how do those relationships come about with their appearances on this record? Oh, jeez. Um, I sent a message. I've known Zach and the Shine Down guys for a while. So when we were thinking about who do we want on our record, um, and because the three of us have worked with so many different bands in so many different ways and have relationships and friendships with a lot of people, we didn't want to hurt people's feelings for not including them on the record because some people were asking. And then we didn't want to offend other people when I asked them. And we didn't want to, we didn't want to have like a whole record of like a million different people making an orchestra, like every song. Right. I mean, because it's not you guys in the end. We decided against that. So, <laughs> so we decided, like, it's still as we ascend, but who could we get? that would A, not have a problem being on a record that's, you know, not afraid to, to share faith and faith-based concepts like we do, and B, bring something to the table that people would respect and want to listen to. Like, people who are relevant, people who, who are respected in the industry, so we're like, okay, let's get a rock guy. So we thought of, let's see what Zach would do, what he would charge to be on this record. He said, man, I won't charge anything. I want to do it. So we're like, oh, nice. right? So that's cool. Um, and then, so I, I had that relationship with them. I think the other guys have known them too. Um, I might know them a little more personally, just to be able to ask without feeling weird. Right. Um, and then, uh, I don't know. Did you guys do a show? Did, you guys did a did, tour with yeah, them. We, we did the Carnival Madness. Yeah. So we, yeah, we had some interaction with them. Super nice guys. Zach is a great guitar player. Really great dude. Um, all those guys are super awesome. Great musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love Shine Down. And to be honest with you, like the, the song um, "State of My Head" was more yeah. of a, was a really inspired end of me. So it, okay. was super, it was almost surreal. It was like one of those. If we could make this happen, that would be absolutely insane. Because the song, we were It wasn't a blatant ripoff. We didn't like go and steal charts and be like, "Hey, okay, so they do the whole pre-chorus thing right there, like two bars. We gotta do that." Like, not like that. We wanted to capture the vibe, you know, because that this yeah. song is so good. Their last album was so good. Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. So we, we definitely had that in mind. So it was perfect. It was the perfect cameo, you know, guest guitar solo for that song. So and it, it just happened. With Brad, Jake knows Brad. Um, I, I haven't actually officially met him in person, I don't think. I, well, maybe I might have been passing on the road, but um, Jake is really good friends with those guys. Awesome. So, and, and that's another, that was a really fitting song to have yeah. Brad on. Right. Uh, as, yeah. And or 
but it, it sounds so good on it. I mean, like, yeah. it fits, and it has, I don't know, there's just something about that song that's really special with him on it. So, yeah. he tracked it with uh, Jake singing that verse, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Jake was doing everything, and we talked about, you know, if that if we could make it happen with Brad. Then awesome. he was like, yeah, cut me out, put, put him in, mm-hmm. so... When yeah, we shot that that invitation over to Brad, like, hey, would you even consider wanting to do this? Um, he was like, I'd love to. And then there was a while back, like, he got really busy, and like, we never heard back from him for a while. Like, is he still gonna do it? I don't know. Is he still gonna do it? I don't know. And he's like, yeah, I'll come in. Let's do it. So we came in and we we tracked him on the record or on the song. And dude, there was there was a moment where we were like, is this the right decision? And then. He tweaked something in his voice. He goes, "I got an idea." He did it, and we're like, "Yes, this was the right decision for this song." Like, awesome! Um, it's perfect. It, it fits. It sounded like it sounded like Brad Arnold. Like from the moments that I remember from Three Doors Down, I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's happening on our record right now. This is cool." Nice. So it, it was a great way to finish out the record um, to have his voice on that song, and it just brought something, it brought a new life to that song, which was cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Final two, um, I, you guys have been getting this question a lot on social media, so I guess I'll ask. You guys have been kind of teasing it, asking other asking fans for their input. Um, tour plans, I know you've been asking fans who we'd like to see you guys tour with. Fans have been asking you guys a lot. Are there any tour plans in the future for As We Ascend? There's some things that we've discussed with a few people and some things that we're sorting through. Um, we don't have anything official, and to be honest with you, we're going to be a little bit more picky just because we kind of understand like what is involved with that. Um, mm-hmm. We did a lot of with We as Human Go for Broke kind of touring, and there were some there were some yeah. nights that we were like, "What are we doing right now?" Um, we're all stop, older. Yeah. We have families. We have kids. We're not mm-hmm. you know we're not teenagers that decided like I'm going to marry my guitar and literally just live in a van <laughs> and a bus for the rest of my life. Right. So we have a different angle i think that being said though i think we'll be a little bit more wise to what we're going to sign up for um we do have some we have a show over in the fatherland i think that i'm not sure if it's confirmed but that we're working on <laughs> okay. doesn't really help the domestic fans they'll be like what oh yeah you guys too cool to play in the states <laughs> so, um, we we had a, a tour offer come through with some really really cool guys a really great band a lot of people know that we kind of respectfully declined just because of our timing so the offers are coming in um okay hopefully we'll find one that works with what we're trying to do i, I know that like for me festivals are fun like i would like to book a couple of festivals and have like anchor dates so that we could you know potentially do like a string of shows play kind of around those festivals whatnot yeah, that's another, you know for you know fans and for people that read things like you know, like the interviews that we're doing now, and, and to really connect with things, they have, they need to realize that it's definitely a lot more difficult to just go out on the road and mm-hmm. um, to sustain yourself. You know, like if you're not making money to be able to put gas in the tank, like it gets rough. You know, there's a lot of bands out there that struggle. There's a lot of bands that do pretty well. You know, when it comes to their just how long they've been doing it and how wise they are. Right. Um, but yeah, headlining. It's one of those things. Like if you're if you're coming out with your your first album and yeah, it's not a good time for a headline tour yeah it's, it's tough I mean you don't want to do a headlining thing you want to pick some bands that are that you look up to that have a following that will help you to get exactly. your name out you know so mm-hmm. you have to be particular you have to kind of pick wisely yeah um, and take what you can get too so right. we're just 
we're hopeful. You know, we we really are, we've been blessed this far with everything that's happened, and you know, we continue to believe that we'll have opportunities, and we just got to make wise decisions. So. Definitely. Um, last question. I mean, I know we touched on it earlier, but Farewell to Midnight and, as we said, album and band, just project overall. If you can just sum up what this what this project means to you, not just having the album out, but the fact that the project, <clears throat> project exists and that it's come as far as it has. What does that mean to you guys as artists, as the guys that have breathed life into it, doing everything on your own? All right, let's start from the top. <laughs> an hour to download. Um, so you say it's on the sticks, and it'll take an hour to download Skype. <laughs> gotcha. You, you are on speakerphone. Oh, hi. Hey, Jake, what's up, man? What's up? <laughs> hey, I'm so sorry. I had a meeting, and <clears throat> my small brain thought that this was tomorrow night, and I failed, so I apologize. It's all good, man. No worries. You made it. We're uh, we're finishing up, but we you made it for a yeah. yeah you're here. Uh, hey, what's it mean to you? You answer the question then. <laughs> um, uh, what does it mean? Um, well, I guess my my final question is um, as as the men that are breathing life into this project, artistically, personally, spiritually. What does As We Ascend as a project mean to you personally? Man, it's, uh, it, it, well, it really means a lot. Um, there are, in fact, the, uh, the gentleman I was just speaking to is a, uh, a wonderful friend. He's a, a spiritual, um, uh, kind of a, a counselor for me, and, and uh, he's also a prolific songwriter in the, in the Christian music industry, and this is something that we were just talking about, um, because, you know, on a very, very, very personal level, it's a second chance that most uh, musicians, artists, uh, never get um, to be able to, to kind of have, have done what we've done as we as humans, um, and then for that to fall away and they get to come back and do something uh, special, but not just, um, not just, it, it's not just any project. We got to, as you said, uh, produce it. We get to, to write it and, and have our hands kind of all over it. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, it's a second chance. It's also an opportunity for us to say exactly what we want to say and stepping into it. We, you know, we all agree we're not going to uh, pull any punches. We, we're going to put out the message exactly as it as it should be, and, and not sugarcoat it or try to try to get it on the radio or try to, um, you know, try to make everyone love it. It's you know, it's life. It's ugly and nasty, and, and it gets dirty, and and uh, and at the same time, it's beautiful and and heavy. Um, and so. Uh, so being able to, to try to capture that in, into an album and and uh, and let people go on this journey with us, uh, it's it's just very cool and, and uh, you know I hesitate to say it for for fear of cliche, but you know I mean it is magical. It's uh, 
it's another thing I thought I would ever get to, to do um, in this capacity, and we did it. And uh, and it's not without the support of, of amazing fans, and most importantly, without the support of God just carrying us along the whole way. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, to me, to me, it's more of a... Um, it's, it's twofold. One, it's the ministry, which is cool, because it, like Jake just said, we're not sugarcoating it. We're going to reach the people who want to listen to hard rock music. We're going to reach the people who maybe Amy Grant is not their thing, or Stephen Curtis Chapman is not their thing. So if they're going to listen to hard rock music, I'd rather listen to something that you know mm-hmm. might inspire them to not pull a trigger or... Or, or not insert a needle into their veins or something like that um, which is what our music is is, is doing I, I think I hope it does so I think that's my first facet of this the second one is it's an escape for me like I spoke on earlier it's I've always been the puppeteer and said hey take your ideas and make it better as a producer to a band I like I only have so much control I have a lot of control over it but it's not my idea from the ground up so this I get to compose I get to be creative I get to do it with two guys that I love. Like, they're, these are my family now, and I get to be a part of this, of this camaraderie with them, and and uh, and create music, which is my passion. It's my talent that I've had since as long as I can remember, and that's all I've ever wanted to do with my life is music. So now I get to incorporate it um, with two other men that share the same vision. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. How do you top that? I'll just copy that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, man. It's, uh, it's what Jake's, Jake talking. Jake, were you talking? Oh, I was gonna add one more note. It is rock and roll, and and something held just about rock in general is is uh, you know, and, and I've heard it a million times. Rock band you know about rock becoming commercial, and that was something else we we intentionally did going into this was saying, okay, where did rock start? Why did why was rock born? What did those people want when they turned on a, when they put on a rock album? What were they looking for? Uh, what were they escaping from, or what were they running to? Um, because you know now it's because there's just no money to be had in the industry. Everybody works so hard to to write just the right rock songs. To you know they're looking at their you know they're looking at the pie chart and saying oh well if you write a song about this or, or put these words in it you know. Um, but when rock first came around, it was it was not that at all. It was saying, you know, forget those guys, forget all that. You know, we're going to be the anti that. We're going to write about whatever we want and say whatever we want. And, and uh, you know, it's it's a little bit of a rebellion. And we thought, well, you know, we we're three guys that that love Jesus before we love anything else. And and I think that in and of itself is a rebellion. And uh, and how can we how can we make that? And, you know, I think I think just. The story of Christ is the, the biggest rock rock story of all time. You know. Anyway, I just wanted to, to drop that in there and say that was that is also something that this album is for me and I, I think for us as well. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with all that. Yeah, it, it is. It's everything that they just said. I mean, we we love rock. Um, we didn't want to compromise. We have influences that are out there. I mean, we're not reinventing the wheel, but we definitely put our take on it, and there were no restraints. It was just what was happening with us at the time, and it is a dream come true. Regardless of the success being measured by anybody in the industry or 
whoever, you know, we've been blessed. We've connected with more people than I could even, you know, imagine, like with some art to have hundreds of people out there that are like literally involved, um, have given their opinions, have formed their opinions about our music and, you know, have been encouraged by it and have been encouraged by our testimony and where we've come from and mm-hmm. the fact that we've been able to kind of fight through things, you know, and, and you know, look make it through with their support too with what we were going through it's been huge it's been a very it's a community effort this time so it, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the biggest thing is building a community that's made it so special for us so uh, yeah I can't wait to see what happens man I hope it's received well and it does what it's supposed to do definitely I mean you guys take us on a journey you guys put us in your shoes um, we feel what you guys felt when you were writing these songs just by listening to the songs um it's definitely an emotional journey that obviously I've taken probably 40 or 50 times now. Um, yeah. Um, guys, thank you so much for taking time now. It's been great. I mean, I, I think I saw you guys with We As Human 15 times between 2011 to 15. So it's... Uh, it's, it's, no, we, we appreciate it. We yeah. always enjoyed spending time with you and doing interviews. <laughs> yeah. and, Definitely. Yeah, it's good. More in the future and having you out on some shows. Definitely. It's good to have you guys back. I'm so glad you guys are continuing on. And uh, I think this album is going to do some fun, some special stuff. And, uh, guys, hopefully we can see you down the road. I know we will at some point. And uh, let's all strap in for the ride. <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> yeah. We're doing it.